This is In the Know for Thursday, August 3, the 215th day of 2023. There are 150 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through In the Know at K105 on Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter. And the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we're going to update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. How long will the pleasant temperatures last and the enjoyable humidity? We'll tell you about that. Plus, we have your chance to win with the water cooler question. That will come later on in the program. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on in... Duh, no, settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire, is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl, it's me. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm okay. I'm laughing at your board a little bit. Laughing at my board? Yes. Oh, yeah, well, sure. Uh, yeah. Is that pointed? No, no, it's not pointed <laughs> at you at all. Sleeping in is considered lazy, but going to bed early isn't? That's just a question. I, I didn't know. Uh, oh, what's on my mind this morning is, so yesterday is this. Excitement, enthusiasm. Yeah. And then today is uh, right. a second day of school. Bless its heart. It was rough. <laughs> How many days left of school do we have? It was, it was pitiful. I mean, yeah, it really stunk. By the way, she had a wonderful first day. She, she loved did. it. She was still burning yes. off energy at 8 o'clock last yes. night. Yes. She had lots of good things to report. But the second day of school alarm clock comes very early. Yes. Yes. Easy to get up on the first day of school. Yes. Hard to get up on the second and yes. subsequent days of yes. school. But uh, she had a she had a great day, and I hope all the students in the district did as to, uh, well. He is a five-time winner of the Coveted Ohio News Hawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee covering every corner of the globe. London, Budapest, Rio, Tokyo, and even Litchfield. He's Sam Gormley. And the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? Oh, I try not to get frustrated on the second day of school. Oh, see. When school ends, you sort of notice how much better the traffic gets. But you, by the second day after school ends, mm. you forget all about how great the traffic is. But then, and on the first day of school, you go, oh, first day of school, you know, traffic change, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. The second day of school, you're like, what's with all this traffic? Yeah, it's always to my f- well, favorite is a very light word that I use is when I seemingly multiple times throughout the year I'll have to go to to the high school about two forty five three o'clock, yeah. and that yeah. is yeah, luckily going to, but still going to it's just seeing the line and it's like ooh. I am glad I'm not sitting in that. Yeah, yesterday traffic was backed up from Schoolhouse Road at uh, about you know seven forty something like that. It was backed up from Schoolhouse Road. All the way to the old Litchfield Exterminating Building. So if you know where that is, that's about almost into the curve. And so it was just traffic at a standstill, backed up, everybody trying to turn left on Schoolhouse Road. Uh, Today was a little bit better, and it gets a little bit better all the time. But I would like to remind people, uh, there are two, two important areas of our community that we just don't ever seem to get right. The, the section from Clarkson to the byway is not 35 miles an hour. And the section between the Y 
And Clearview Baptist Church is not 35 miles an hour. Sounds like you're you're speaking from experience. Hey, those two things are just aggravating. Well, but, you know, in the defense, the Clarkson route there has changed to 45 while they're doing the construction. So. Uh, I got a long, long, long history of people not knowing what the speed, uh-huh. the proper speed limit is through there. Uh, I would also there's say there's very few people that travel that much more than me. I'm so. gonna I'm gonna talk to Lacey Cox. I think on back to school night we also should teach a refresher to anyone driving in that area how to properly navigate a Y. Hmm. It seems like from May to early August, we forget how to navigate a Y and who has the right of way and that you don't stop and let other people turn when you've got the through lane. You you see what I'm saying? But as, as I've always been told, if you go, they'll stop. (laughs) <laughs> right. <laughs> well, eventually, <laughs> eventually they will. It's like that's the advice for walking across a crosswalk on a college campus. <laughs> yeah, I just usually, and I, I kind of do that too. If I've got to go to the courthouse or so, I just take off out there. Listen, like, I buddied up yesterday yeah. on the square. Yes, there was a gentleman, and and I, I just kind of fell in line with him. I was like, well, if we walk together, we're wet, less likely to get hit. Right. He thought that was pretty mm-hmm. funny. Well, do you? Uh, did you also use that? Person? person as a shield a little bit, you know yeah. like when you and i mm-hmm. cross traffic mm-hmm. i always put yeah you, i was on the or inside i put the children to the inside away mm-hmm. from the traffic yeah. from me and so that's what you did you uh-huh. hit on the i did okay. yeah that's he was right. a really nice man we <laughs> chuckled but I, I did i just fell right in step with him i was like they won't hit the both of us it was a rainy start to the morning but we need the rain and the rain won't continue all day probably will dissipate around mid middle of the day uh, we'll see a quiet start to the weekend before we'll get some rain showers again on Sunday. We're going to see some locally heavy rain this morning. So you might have gotten one to two inches where you are, but then your neighbor might have gotten, you know, half inch and maybe some less, maybe some more. So we'll see a warmer weekend with the highs ticking back into the 90s starting tomorrow. Our day will be mild again today and then uh, mild middle of the week next week too, so not too bad. We'll see mostly cloudy after the rain uh, moves out today. High of 81, mostly clear, 69 tonight. Mostly sunny and 90 for Make some good tomorrow. weather tomorrow night for Cougar football, home scrimmage, and then also you know the Dennis Cook concert. Yes, you got... Um, I mean, look at the temperatures in the middle. It's the Greater Vision concert, really. Is it the so Sarah Cook and Emily Payne? It's the Strawberry Queen. It's the Strawberry Queen and Emily show. They'll be warming with the other up. guy. They'll be warming up, yeah, with their uh, security guard. I don't uh, even know that. I think that's giving him too much credit. Also, at the scrimmage tomorrow night, aren't they doing the football Hall of Fame? Yes, sure. We can maybe maybe we can talk a little bit more about that tomorrow. All right, and, uh, sounds good. I think we have a half dozen names going in, including two from the first two seasons. Two from the first two seasons. Yes. All right. Very good. All right. Some national news headlines today. Uh, President, former President Trump's going to be in a courtroom today uh, for I guess what's technically called an arraignment. Uh, there is a lot of wondering today in this new. There are six unnamed co-conspirators. There's some debate on who those co-conspirators are. They're probably his attorneys, and but some people are wondering if Mike Pence uh, is one of those unnamed co-conspirators because Mike Pence testified before that grand jury, and Mike Pence is defending his decision from January 6th, and he's been very uh, direct about how he thinks that the the uh, Trump thing should go from here forward, basically saying anyone who anyone who um, does what, what does what happened or puts themselves above the constitution of the law basically doesn't deserve to be president ever it is kind of surprising to me 
how Mike Pence is Mike Pence is polling so poorly. He is a former vice president. He is to to a very with a large with a, uh, a majority of Republican voters at the moment. He was a vice president to someone who is very popular and is embattled. And Mike Pence isn't polling well enough that he probably won't make the debate stage for the first Republican candidate debate, which is extremely odd to me. Uh, but it looks like it uh, might not might not happen. Over in Pittsburgh, the gunman who stormed a synagogue in the heart of Pittsburgh's Jewish community and killed 11 worshipers will be sentenced to death for perpetrating the deadliest anti-Semitic attack in U.S. history. That jury decided that yesterday he will be formally sentenced today. He's a 50-year-old uh, Bowers was his name. Robert Robert Bowers. Yeah, Robert Bowers. Convicted on 63 criminal counts. Now, life sentence is an automatic appeal, and pretty much you can guarantee a decade for appeals to play out before they would eventually, if they would even eventually choose to do so. But in our country, we're doing far less death penalty than we once did. So um, that was the sentence handed down by a jury, but I'll be interested to see if it ever happens. A LaRue County man has pled guilty to multiple felonies related to storming the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. 41-year-old Joseph Howe of Magnolia pled guilty in the District of Columbia to obstruction of an official proceeding and assaulting, resisting, and impeding law enforcement officers. He is scheduled to be sentenced on October 20th. According to court documents, Howe, who was outfitted with a plate carrier vest, goggles, and a respirator mask, marched with a group to the Capitol building and announced to a man with a video camera, we're getting in that building. When the man disagreed, Howe repeated, we're getting in. So you can, it goes uh, on and on and on from there. Um, it is amazing to me that we continue to, um, this far, uh, removed from that incident, we're still seeing people who are uh, being tried and they're pleading and they're being sentenced, etc. It also is, I don't guess I should be surprised because I saw those things unfold on television that day and the sheer number of people that uh, appeared that were there for the uh, rally, rally turn riot or what, I mean, whatever label you choose to put on it. How many people from the commonwealth were there like it seems like once a once every two weeks we got a story of well these people and that people from this town and that town and and so there were a lot of kentuckians there that that day a hardin county man has been arrested after stabbing someone multiple times the radcliffe police department arrested 60 year old barry hampton of radcliffe on sunday after the suspect produced a knife that was on his person and stabbed or slashed the victim at least two times the male victim and the suspect had been in an argument prior to the stabbing. The incident occurred at Pen Oak Drive residence Sunday night about 7.30. The unidentified victim received lacerations on his abdomen and left arm, was airlifted to UofL Hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. A witness told officers that Hampton threatened to kill the victim prior to the attack. He was charged with attempted murder, lodged in the Hardin County Detention Center. The Attorney General of Kentucky, Daniel Cameron, announced yesterday he has filed a lawsuit against three pharmacy benefit managers, what you might commonly hear them called as PBMs. They are CVS Caremark, OptumRx, and Express Scripts for their role in an insulin pricing scheme. 
The lawsuit alleges insulin manufacturers and PBMs worked in tandem to manipulate and increase insulin prices. The new suit naming PBMs was filed in a prior action that is currently pending in the Franklin Circuit Court against insulin manufacturers. Nearly 450,000 Kentuckians live with diabetes, and an additional 1.1 million Kentuckians are pre-diabetic. So Kentucky is a state of 4 million people. We have about 653,000 K through 12 students. And we have one and a half million diabetic or pre-diabetic individuals. That is an astounding percentage when you... About 25 to 30%. When you consider. So, um, you know, we have, a, we have a law in Kentucky now that caps the expense for a 30-day supply of insulin, as I recall, but... The uh, Attorney General's office going after um, what they think was price fixing. Our current governor, Andy Bashir, says Kentucky's search for a top tier education chief will be more challenging after the political backlash experienced by the state's departing education commissioner. Jason Glass came under steady criticism from uh, Republicans over transgender policies in school. Glass is a third generation Kentucky educator. He said Monday he's going to step down on September 29th and will become an associate vice president of teaching and learning at Western Michigan University. The Kentucky Board of Education plans to meet later this month to determine the next steps and a timeline for moving forward with an interim commissioner once Glass leaves. Bashir said the circumstances of Glass's departure make the search for a permanent successor more difficult the education commissioner oversees the state's K through 12 school system, and as I just mentioned, about 635,000 students. Now, I would imagine um, that Governor Bashir and Jason Glass are probably pretty good allies. You'll recall when the teachers marched on Frankfurt uh, over what the legislature was seemingly attempting to do to them and draw the ire of the teachers. One of the people that really capitalized on that opportunity was then Attorney General Andy Bashir, And I would imagine the uh, cooperation between the Education Commissioner and the uh, then candidate for governor would have made them probably stronger political allies. Well, he, 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 was only, he only got hired as a commissioner about two, two years ago. He did? Yeah. He was not a, who was the guy before that? I remember his name. I, I can't remember could, that. couldn't tell you. But no, because I, 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 in fact, I remember writing the story when he got when hired, he got about, hired? About two years ago, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe three, because uh, he's from Meade County. Meade County. I wondered. This I, guy is. I wondered. Um, I thought Glass. for some reason he might be from Barron County because the Glass is a family name over there. So I wondered. But what they're trying to do is, you know, they're trying to, the Republican side of the ticket is trying to tie Glass and Glass's policies with the governor. And the governor's policies, everything is just, you know, political opportunism. So um, Kentucky looking for a con- an education commissioner. And I don't know, does the board hire him? Like, that's what I'm not. That's appointed by the governor, I'm pretty it's sure. It's in a gu- gubernatorial appointment? I, it might be one of those things that it's. He rubber stamps it or he or she rubber stamps whatever yeah, the recommendation is. One fact here I'm reading right here is an appointed state executive position in the Kentucky state government. All right. He was hired September 14th, 2020. 2020. So right after the election. Yes. Be about a year after the election then. Drivers are in for another headache at the pump as U.S. gas prices continue to rise. The 
National average for gas prices stood at about three seventy eight a gallon yesterday, about twenty five cents higher than that seen one month ago. Today's prices at the pump remain lower than they were last year when energy costs soared worldwide. Uh, the AAA spokesperson Andrew Gross says usually it takes a hurricane to move prices that much, but the rise is especially interesting as fewer people are filling up their cars this summer compared to last. They mention extreme heat and cuts in oil production as being contributors. The gasoline prices in the U.S. are highly dependent on crude oil, where the benchmark has stayed above $80 per barrel, standing at over uh, 81 as of yesterday afternoon. That marks a $12 jump since July 3. So getting more expensive. About 324 I think. Yes. I see different incentives, too. Would you like to use your 40 cents off per gallon? Yes, I would. Thank you very much. <laughs> Please and thank you. Mark Stoops says the return of offensive coordinator Liam Cohen and the addition of transfer quarterback Devin Leary has put the Kentucky offense in the spotlight. But Coach Stoops wants to make sure that we don't sleep on the team's defense. The The defense has been a hallmark since Stoops is a defensive guy and Brad White's one of the best defensive coordinators in the college game. Kentucky's lucky to have him. And so he's appreciated the consistency that the defense has had. Offense is exciting. You know, they score points. They score touchdowns. But you don't win without a good defense. And so he's trying to make sure that people like J.J. Weaver and others are getting the credit they are due as they head into the season here in uh, how many days, you guess, Sam? A month. It'd be the take the Cougar opener plus eight days. Well, more than that. It's more. Is it two weeks? Uh, yeah. Because uh, I think... Probably right about a month. It's uh, probably like September 3rd, September 4th, something like that. And uh, be careful on the golf course. You never know what you'll see. A Canadian golfer is now in the market for a new bag for his clubs because a bear just stole his old one while he was out on a course in British Columbia. (laughs) The wild scene all happened at Westwood Plateau when Jerome was getting set to tee off on one of the course's holes. But as you can see from the photograph here, um, a bear snuck up on them on his uh, his uh, foursome and decided to rip his bag from the cart. It came out of the woods, came to our cart, searched through our bags. There was no food in any of the golf bags, but for some reason it picked my bag to pull off the cart and ran off with it into the woods. He was like, oh, yeah, no food? I'll just take your club. That's right. Cougar golf team, hopefully they don't, they don't experience this when they're out on the links. <laughs> You just never know what you're going to see on the on the golf course. I guess there's a chance this bear was acting at the behest of this guy's wife. He's spending too much time on the golf course. I'm going to show you how dangerous mm-hmm. it can be. Something like that. Better get on home. So be careful out there. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. Today is Watermelon Day. It is Georgia Day. Georgia Day is kind of a blanket term for southern culture so today's a day to celebrate things that happen in the south gives you the opportunity to drop it to the bells again right for i mean maybe the best song written about georgia Mm, maybe some people are going to argue georgia on my mind which is a great song
But I know you're thinking Devil went down to uh-huh. Georgia. So they got two of the best songs. But then, you know. Georgia, I, it's a little slow for a Pep Band song. Uh, I don't know. You hear Drum and Bugle Corps play it. It sounds pretty good. Um, so, uh, also, because I've heard it, I've heard a rendition of it in the last couple of years, and I thought it was phenomenal. But Alabama says, well, don't forget our song. You know, everybody knows Sweet Home Alabama by Leonard Skinner. So they're rivals there on who might have the most famous state song. My old Kentucky home. Interesting. I think, I mean, it's a good one. I'm fond of it, but I don't know that it goes so, uh, it, um, I, I don't I don't know. It might be in a different category than Sweet Home Alabama. You can go anywhere around the world and uh, you, you'll know. You play the opening people. riff and people know it. Bow, bow. Uh-huh. Yeah, they'll know. So it's Georgia Day today. You know, have some pecan pie, have some peaches, uh, drink some sweet tea, make sure there's plenty of sugar sludge in the bottom of it. Apparently, it's not really good southern gotta, sweet tea without the sludge in the bottom of it. Eat at the uh, the waffle place. Got to do that, too. Oh, uh, it's pretty. Yeah, they're pretty. That's Georgia to the, to the core. And it's clean your floors day today. That's that's on my list this weekend. Clean your floors. Well, go ahead and get it out of the way today. You won't have to worry about it this weekend, no, it's, and it's you'll a, get to good, celebrate accordingly. It's a good weekend, sure. Can, I'll just post belated clean your floors day on Saturday. Okay, well, a lot of people, you know, they they celebrate something on another day. Mm -hmm. They might celebrate Christmas a week later when they can get the family together. So you're just repurposing that day into it. You're delaying your celebration. That's fine. That'll work. We've talked about the different types of parenting over the years. We talk about, you know, hovering and helicopter and lawnmower. And here's a new term that I hadn't heard before, that you should be a safety net parent. Safety net parent, which is interesting. It says the solution to parenting is to practice safety net parenting where your child is allowed to fail in a structured environment. Because you don't, you know, when you see something about to happen to your child, you want them to learn the lesson from it, but you don't want them to suffer or be punished unnecessarily or for longer than necessary to teach the lesson. So it says, as a parent, it can be uncomfortable experiencing an uncomfortable experience watching your kid fail at something or have them go through an extended period of struggling, whether it's watching them forget their homework at home or go through an extended fight with a friend. When this is happening and you find yourself wanting to step in and help, advice is to pause for a moment and consider what your reasons are and what help you are planning to offer. Suggestion. Ask yourself, am I trying to fix this or am I trying to facilitate them learning to fix it themselves? Facilitating your child can take the form of talking them through what's going on, discussing ways of dealing with it, such as figuring out the best way to share toys with their sibling, et cetera, et cetera. It is natural, and I, and I, and I think maybe it's maybe different for men or for fathers. I think we think we're fixers. I think. Problem gets presented, you're asking me for a solution, or you present a problem, ah, I have a solution for that, let's do this solution. And that's not always the most, that's not always necessary. And it's not always when somebody presents a problem to you, are they seeking, they're they're just sharing. And so it is paramount here that when a problem arrives, don't just fix it, Help teach the lesson so that the next time the problem might arrive, maybe they'll be able to fix it themselves. So that's, mm-hmm. you know, important. But you can't put them in bubble wrap. And 
nothing ever, you know, nothing I, bad ever happened. I know the whole fixing it themselves is something. I know, like our K one hundred five crew will get upset with me sometimes because I usually will be on them about like, listen, you gotta, you gotta fix it yourself, kind of thing. It's it's Take not always we're we're not always here to to coddle it. Anyone can do the job until something goes wrong. <laughs> right? Yeah. Recovering from adversity is really where the work is involved in a lot of uh, a lot of tasks and jobs. By the way, uh, one of the things I learned last night, I asked Alea, I said, so uh, they did have recess. She did enjoy P.E., uh, but one of the things, they, they had a lot of stuff to do yesterday, you know, first day of school. She said, most of the things we focused on today were about kindness. And I said, funny you mention that, because we featured music on the show today that was mostly about kindness. I said, do you think it's an important thing as you start a new year? She said, yeah. So I'm like, good. What about lunch? Did you not hear about lunch? Well, so I did ask hot about dogs. lunch. Yes, and it was hot I saw dogs. a picture of Clarkson eating some hot dogs, so. Yeah. You ever go look in the dumpster to see what they've thrown out for the no, day? No, I mean, it's I right there across the road. Don't usually go. Okay. Dumpster diving? No. Not really your thing? No. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not usually that hungry. If anything, I could go steal from the chickens, right? You don't be stealing Miss Ricketts. Oh. Don't be stealing Miss <laughs> yeah. Ricketts' eggs. You'll be in trouble. Absolutely not. No, they got cameras and everything probably <laughs> on that. Here are some healthy foods that are actually bad for you, and eggs are not on the list, by the way. Flavored yogurt. Common brands often contain three different added sugars, fruit juice concentrate, cane sugar, and modified food starch, as well as other stuff that's not good for you. Granola. Although branded as being healthy thanks to fiber and a lack of refined sugar, it's often misleading. It can contain multiple forms of sugar, such as syrups, which can cause spikes in blood sugar. Vegan meat. (laughs) Kind of an oxymoron, isn't it? It's been criticized by nutritionists for their lack of real nutritional value. I saw on Sunday morning, it's not exactly, it is... It is chicken. What, how do they? How do they call it? It. It's chicken grown in a lab, but it's using chicken cells. But they're growing it in a lab, and then you grill it. And I mean, I would try it. Yeah, I mean, I I'll try almost anything once. Yeah. Don't don't put something into a soy patty and tell me it's something else, mm-hmm. right? Don't well, I mean like don't 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 give me an impossible burger. It's not. I mean, yeah, it's maybe a burger, but don't try and pass it off as like beef like. Just tell me what it is and that'll be fine. But if you've actually if this is actually chicken, it's just been without all the hardship for the chicken, <laughs> then I might I might be okay with that if it tastes like chicken. I mean, like the hamburger restaurant we worked I worked at growing up was we had a black bean burger that was actually really good. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't black beans on the burger. No, it was the burger were black, black beans and bean spices and good. everything. Yeah, they're they're pretty delicious. Sports drinks, you must know by now that they usually contain a lot of sugar. Electrolytes, though. Regularly consuming high sugar drinks can harm your teeth and increase risk of diabetes and uh, diabetes and obesity. But you can still get electrolyte drinks that don't have the sugar, right? Like, do they have the Gatorade Zero Sugar? Yes. Yeah. Sure, they we probably do. But Did it have the same electrolytes as a normal one? I've not compared I it. I just wonder. But we get the Zero Sugar. So I guess Red Bull is out. <laughs> it gives you wings. Instant soups. 
Lots of added salt may oh, also yeah. contain oh, emulsifiers yeah. and other art- artificial chemicals that are bad for the gut, triggering inflammation. Now, I'm going to get a little further away when I say this one. Protein bars. Oh. A classic example of ultra-processed foods, mm-hmm. often with lots of sugar, flavorings, bulking agents, and emulsifiers. If it has more than 10 ingredients, avoid it. So I guess that's the that's I've already the thrown trick. away my wrapper. Okay. I'm not looking it up. I'm, I eat them every morning, and I will continue to do so. Green juice. The veggie content is much lower than many people think. A juice that is fruit-based will spike your blood sugar, and you'll have an energy crash afterwards stimulating hunger. Yeah. Okay. I lived through the 80s and felt like that I was a pretty good student of most things 1980s related, but I've learned recently that there were some things I missed. Apparently in the 1980s, McDonald's had a... A character called the Professor. It says in a mostly forgotten McDonald's commercial from the late 1980s, Ronald McDonald Grimace and the obscure McDonald land resident called the Professor Professor are walking together when a silver flying object gently lands on the road in front of them. An orange alien that looks like a slug with legs pops out saying he's on a trade mission and casually scams Ronald McDonald and Grimace out of their headphones, skateboard, and lunch. So two things. I did not know the professor, and come to find out, that character that jumped out is called Cosmic, C-O-S-M-C, so for the Mick and McDonald's, Cosmic. And it is a McMeal-loving alien who appeared in a handful of commercials before either flying back to space or joining the professor in whatever McDonaldland suburb the abandoned characters live in. They are bringing Cosmic back, and McDonald's Corporation is spinning off and creating a standalone restaurant based upon Cosmic that will have the DNA of McDonald's, but will have a different theme and a completely different experience. Interesting. Yeah, that is... McDonald's has never been afraid of making bold moves. Some of them have worked very well. Some of them have not worked very well. I remember McPizza. I've always heard about that. Was it not good? I have No, that's news to me. It was okay. I, at the time when they served it, McDonald's didn't have a McDonald's. Litchfield didn't have a McDonald's at the time <laughs> when the McDonald's was serving pizza. I remember having it in Owensboro at the McDonald's. But... I think the Ma- menu just got too broad. They didn't have a broad. McDonald's, or the McDonald's here didn't have what you wanted? Litchfield there was not a McDonald's have. in Litchfield until after I graduated from high school. Oh. Apparently, one Yukon Cornelius is a big yeah. McPizza. It was neat because you would see it over there in the display. Like, they, they, they put a separate section over there at the edge of the restaurant, oh. and it was kind of a display kitchen for the pizzas. But it didn't it didn't last long. But they've tried different things. Over the years, and it will be interesting to see. It's called, it says, Cosmics is a small format concept with all the DNA of McDonald's, but its own unique personality. Well, here, if you're curious, maybe this will help you. What Cosmic looks like? Oh, I've got the professor. Okay. I've never seen that character before. 
Nor have I. Do I? This did say from the late 1980s. So I mean, if it, it could have been, I was paying attention to other things by the late 80s, <laughs> but not the professor. You weren't watching the professor. Let's see if I can. I'm watching the professor. Oh, man. I might have cosmic here in a second. If if my did the professor will. have daughters? Right. <laughs> 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 All right, in a story you probably didn't expect that you would hear today, nacho cheese Doritos are being recalled for undeclared soy and wheat. Now, if you go rushing to your bag of nacho cheese Doritos, you're going to scour it and you're going to realize that soy and wheat are not listed as ingredients in nacho cheese Doritos. But apparently a small batch of chips distributed uh, in Pennsylvania, accidentally came into contact with ingredients found in Doritos spicy sweet chili flavored tortilla chips, and so some of the some of the ingredients from that line got into the nacho cheese line, and it was not quite the "you got peanut butter in my chocolate, no, you got chocolate in my peanut butter" moment that uh, was so ubiquitous for us. But I would just I would just chance it. Now, I guess there are people who can't have wheat and mm-hmm. soy, but mm-hmm. if you told me, hey, there's soy and wheat in your nacho Doritos, I'm going to say, "Okay, these are nacho Doritos. These are my Doritos. So there's Cosmic. That's Cosmic. Oh, that's cool. It looks a little like Jar Jar Binks to me. It does. It does. But that Jar Jar Binks is the one like... UConn brings up. It does, <laughs> does kind of have some Einstein in them there. I've never seen this. Me, I want the chicken nuggets. Yeah, yeah I mean... It, <laughs> Like well, when did, that I like. when did uh, he was he, is he potentially ripped off of this from late eighties? It's possible. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know when he was first in the in the maybe Star he Wars. Was, he was maybe he was inspired. I don't know. <laughs> well, good luck. Uh, I'm supportive of McDonald's, and I I think it's you know trying to reinvent themselves. I think I think this will work in small formats. This is probably food court type stuff or. You see pop up. You see uh, Starbucks pop up in hotel lobbies, so that the hotel doesn't have to have a full coffee shop, restaurant, etc. I bet it's that type of. I think you'll see these at airports, and I don't think you're going to see a big Cosmics, you know, on a big busy uh, corner of an intersection. If you want to, I told you a couple of weeks ago. I've been reading travel and leisure. It's been showing up uh, at the house for I don't know why. Well, I do know why, but so. There's an article in Travel and Leisure that says, if you want to visit someplace nice but you don't have a lot of money, here are the cheapest places to travel, according to travel industry experts. Houston tops the list. Mm -hmm. I don't really know that I have much interest in going there. Mm -mm. You don't want to go see George Lindsay? Hot. I mean, I I feel like George Lindsay makes some trip. I've never actually met George Lindsay. That's the wildest thing. Uh but I feel like he comes to this area that I could just give him a high five that way. <laughs> Toronto is next. Mm-hmm. Ah, I mean, then Denver, mm-hmm. then Atlanta, Third. then to the outskirts of Atlanta, then Chicago, and then surprisingly, sh- sh- wait, you said this is cheapest? It says cheapest? No way. And Chicago then, is not a cheap okay, city. Okay, well then you aren't going to believe this one. <laughs> Travel and Leisure says next is New York City. What are they doing at you this place? Do you want to visit someplace nice? You go to the dumpster diving and get a cardboard box to sleep in? I think there's a hostel involved, pretty sure. Well, maybe putting the homeless person or something. Maybe. you got to get to a break and come back. Get your water cooler question, your chance to win, coming up here on In the Know. Did you know? Dogs sniff good smells. 
with their left nostril. I'm impressed that dogs can segregate their nostrils. Yes, put nasty stuff on the right side, mm-hmm. yeah, good stuff on the left, and see, or no, flip them. When, when is Gertie going to come be a co-host one day? Um, say probably within the next six months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> say probably. Gertie's got a big bark. Yes, she does. It is. Well, it, it, would, it would surprise you. Gertie's got a big so bark you see for Gertie her, for and her. you don't. Expect I think that. I think we need one day where it's you, Cookie Cook, and Gertie <laughs> for a twenty-pound dog. Hey, she's nineteen point two. Uh, for a nearly twenty-point, <laughs> twenty-pound dog. Listen, I feel her pain. I'm like, okay, I'm not quite one twenty-six. Right? Every <laughs> decimal point available. Here's today's water cooler question: If you've not won in the last thirty days, and you're eighteen years of age or older, you or your household have not won. In the last 30 days and you're 18 years of age or older, you qualify to win up for grabs today. Four Beach Bend tickets. Mm. Four Beach Bend tickets are up for grabs today if you are the uh, drawn to be the uh, for the correct uh, answers. One in five kids knows this about their parents. One in five kids knows this about their parents. What is it? 270-259-6000. Text the answer to 270-259-6000. One in five kids knows this about their parents. Does Alea know this about you all? She does not. Oh. Oh. Well, that gets rid of one of mine. Well. You are, but you answered that with such certainty. Pretty, I'm, I'm pretty certain. Like I, it'll be a major revelation. It'll be a major revelation if I'm incorrect. Okay. Hmm. Here are stars who have donated $1 million or more to SAG-AFTRA amid strikes. So it's a lot of these uh, wealthy, wealthy celebrities who, where the uh, movie-making industry has served them very well. They're helping make sure that people are eating during this uh, during this. People who have given a million dollars or more are Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck. I don't know if that was a half million each or a million dollars each. Nicole Kidman, Hugh Jackman, Oprah Winfrey, Meryl Streep, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Julia Roberts, Leo DiCaprio, Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively, and Luciana and Matt Damon. Of course, The Rock was the first to give a a big uh, seven-figure sum. So when they pull those funds together, it's helping people at least get by. I saw a picture, too. Ben Stiller was out picketing. He was? As Zoolander? <laughs> no. That would just be as, funny. Just as Ben. Okay. Uh, I did notice, it kind of made me wonder, so the American people, like, who are they with? Are they, are the American people kind of on the the movie maker side, or are they on the writers and actors side? And a survey says the majority of Americans are lining up with the actors and writers. The Americans are saying, we're on the actors and writers' side. I do think if you had this strike in 1983, it would be completely different. Because in 1983, you only had four channels, if you count PBS. And you ran out of content very quickly. Mm -hmm. This strike could go on for a long time, and I'm not going to run out of content that I want to watch. It'll be very interesting to see what shows become big because... There's nothing like would Tiger King have been as big of a thing if it didn't. I mean, they they could not have had a more perfect timing of like early April 2020. Thanks to COVID. 
Yes. That's right. It's kind of like if you might own a wrestling company and have a Netflix show coming out, that it might be good timing for you. Yep, I'd say it probably would. The uh, I think that the last time that there was a significant strike is really what gave... There was the real world, and there were some early forerunners... You had the Osbournes. You had you know some early forerunners in the reality TV space, but it was a strike that really gave birth to Survivor, and then Survivor led the way to all these others rea- uh, these other reality shows that's created their own genre, and they'll be able to get by on those for a while. Not to mention the amount of content that Hulu, Peacock, Netflix, Paramount Plus has archived. You could start now, and you could watch continuously for over five years, and you would yep. never watch it all. Mm-hmm. And that's just new stuff. That's just stuff, maybe not five years of new stuff, but you could go a long time. Then add in old stuff that you, like, I can watch old Love Boat reruns on Paramount+. Plus Because it was always an ensemble of guest stars. You'd be like, hey, Jimmy Walker. All right, that's cool. yeah, that's fun. And just different people. There's Milton Burles on Love Boat. Etc. So maybe one of the reasons that they're contributing so many dollars and cents to the actors and writers is because they need to save money for the Eras tour of Taylor Swift coming to Los Angeles. Tickets are going for 40, 49 to four hundred and forty nine dollars was the range on face value tickets originally. You can some of the tickets now are selling on StubHub for eleven thousand dollars each. I give her a lot of. I mean, she's. What, like $50 million or something she's donated to to her crew members? $55 million yeah. to the production staff, including the truck drivers. Good for her. That's going to be the first, by the end of this tour, it's going to be the first tour in history to gross a billion dollars. So she's taking $55 million of the proceeds and saying, divide this among you all because you all made it happen. So, good for her. Yeah, good for her. That is a very nice thing. Cher is the latest artist to sign a new deal, selling a portion of her catalog, a range of music assets from her storied career. She is selling to Iconic, the uh, Irving Azoff company artist group. So much of, so many of these artists now selling their catalogs or a portion of their catalogs out to, so that, you know, it's a new investment opportunity for a lot of people buying these catalogs and buying this content going forward so there you go share making a little more money on our way out the door we got to come back and we will uh, figure out a winner for today with the water cooler question we've got point to ponder chart toppers and more coming up here on in the know just wait till you hear sometime you hear sweet home alabama sung in ukrainian shan the dude over here playing songs that we were talking about mb's point to ponder for today what if you buy one get one free but later return the one you bought. Probably most of those have no returns. I, I, I think you are required to have a receipt. You're obligated to bring them and, both back. And if you uh, don't have a receipt and you used a card, they will. Um, there. Um, I don't know if there's a way to get away with that unless you paid cash. Okay, so then and uh, not have a receipt. <laughs> And they and the retailer is willing. So you're lying. You're returning one. Uh-huh. You got one, f- but mm-hmm. you bought one, right? And you got one free, right? You're keeping. So the free. you're saying you're negating your freedom 
the free one when you return the one that you supposedly bought. So, but then let me ask you, then aren't we get two for 50%? Like two, you're buying two for half rather than you're buying one and getting one. Yeah. Because something's not free unless it's truly free. You see, so it's free with conditions is my point. But do you know anyone who's ever tried that, more importantly? No. Good. So I don't know that you can share that anyway. <laughs> no, I'm good that no one's ever tried it. I'm good that no one has ever tried to game the system. That's what I'm saying. That's, well, now we've probably told them how. Uh, mm-hmm. we've, we've done worse. Uh, here's today's water cooler question. One in five kids know this about their parents. It's their cell phone password. Their cell mm. phone password, one in five kids. Um, no. I... Alea ends up with her phone a lot because she has a playlist. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so she of, knows her cell phone password? music no. that's approved. No. no, but it's I. I was under the impression that it was I put it on that playlist and then right. here it is because she has sometimes come back and say, "Will you unlock this right. again?" Mm-hmm. Because it hasn't been used. But I, so that's why I was going to say it would be a major revelation to me. Yeah, no, she does if not. She knew. I told her. Um, because mine is not the four-digit, mine is the six-digit or whatever. It's the longer one. And I've told her, if she can guess it, I'll let her know it. <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six. Next thing you know, she'll be in there with, like, uh, fingerprint dusting. Yeah, You know, exactly. running there to see which, which digit you touch I'm surprised she hasn't gotten to the point where it's just like, hey, look. <laughs> just put uh-uh. it in your face. No, and then she it. knows. And that's the thing. She will not typically, unless she's in a really interesting mood, she won't typically just pick up my phone because she knows how I feel about that. Yeah. So what did you all guess? I said middle name. Middle name was one of the ones I guess. Middle name. Okay. Birthday was one that I put on there. Birthday. But then when you said that she, you'd be very surprised, I feel like she, if you asked her today, she'd at least know yeah. it was. She would at least know it was in the last week. And then and phone she number. Knows, yeah, she knows mine and Carla's phone, are very close. Phone number. Got it. Yeah, that yeah, makes sense. Because I don't know that Alay would know your phone number if she had that. So how many, uh, how, how many people knew that it was a uh, cell phone password? Looks like uh, six people did. Six people? I'm going to go right in the middle and pick three. Well, I can't pick three and a half, so I've either got to pick four or three to get in the middle. So I'll pick three. You'll pick three. So if your phone number ends in 1047, you're going to Beach Bend. 1047. Congratulations. We'll be in contact with you after the show. On television tonight, the prank panel is on ABC. On uh, E! Botched, the season eight premiere. And on ID, Doomsday, the trial of Lori Vallow Daybell. That was crazy. I saw her testimony the other day in that courtroom. It was on the national news. She's evil. Man, she's evil. Know who that is. Sure. She killed her kids. Oh, you know, wow. her kids went missing and she ran off with somebody else and that happened in twenty nineteen. Hmm. She basically that. said the kids were she uh the kids were okay. They were in a better place. She talks to the kids in the spirit world and all it's like hmm. it's crazy. I don't think I'm gonna be watching that. Uh, this date in 2019, uh, 22 people died in a uh, mass shooting in El Paso, Texas. In 1492, Christopher Columbus set sail from Palo, Spain on a voyage to the present-day Americas. In 1936, Jesse Owens of the United States won the first of his four gold medals at the Berlin Olympics. He took the 100-meter sprint. In 1981, U.S. air traffic controllers went on strike, despise a warning from President Reagan that they would be fired, uh, which they were. And that event gave me the idea that I thought I wanted to be an air traffic controller. 
pretty simple. Hey, job openings. Bunch of people got fired. That means there's open jobs. Marv Levy is 98 today. Martin Sheen is 83. Martha Stewart is 82. John Landis is 73. Thank you, John Landis. John Landis has done several good things. But thank you, John Landis, for the Thriller video. Mm. Oh, yeah. Jay North is 72. Spinderella. Jay North played Dennis the Menace on TV. He's 72 today. Spinderella from Salt and Pepper is 52. Tom Brady is 46. Ryan Lochte is 39 today. Gone but not forgotten. Were it not for the passing last week or week before last of Tony Bennett, there would not be any worthy Gone but not forgotten to mention. Gone but not forgotten. Tony Bennett, oh. born this date in 1926. Okay, speaking of. So, Tony Bennett was born this date in 1926, but on his birthday in 1951, he had his first hit. Now, a lot of people, his most famous hit was I Left My Heart in San Francisco. Uh, Rags to Riches was made... Popular in uh, Casino, the gangster movie, I think. But Because of You was his number, his first number one hit. He gave all of his credit to Frank Sinatra because Sinatra told everybody that for his money, Tony Bennett was the best in the business. And after that, his career went a completely different direction. That's interesting. So he said, thank you, old blue eyes. Let's go to 1960. Do you hear the record scratch? Mm. Did you not feed the hamster last night? EAP. It's now or never. Junior Walker and the All-Stars, What Does It Take in 69? Donna Summer, Last Dance in 78. George Michael, I Want Your Phone Number, number one in 87. 1996, Eric Clapton, Changed the World. Black Eyed Peas, Don't Funk With My Heart in 05. Fancy, Iggy Azalea, Charlie XCX. Uh, nine years ago today. Oh, wow. Been a while, hasn't it? All right, NBC Pearl of Wisdom for today says, The meaning of life is to find your gift. The purpose is to give it away. The meaning of life is to find your gift. The purpose is to give it away. NBC Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for B, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.